0: Hello and welcome to episode 125 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with The Long Hunt. If you were one of the people who listened to the conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome! Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Today on the show, we got my friend Cy Lewis from the band Amplifiers. And for those of you that don't know Cy or his band Amplifiers, strap yourselves in. You're gonna learn. All about it. Talk a lot about the history of the band, the creative process of Psy si as a musician and songwriter. We dig deep into things outside of the band. We talk a lot about our our shared experiences as uh, previous video store clerks, and uh, eh, just dive into a bunch of shit. You know, the struggles of being an independent musician and finding the time you know just juggling all the things that we need to juggle in our lives and how we're able to still kind of keep it all together and make it work even though sometimes which in the case of amplifiers for sure might take a little bit longer than one would hope because they're a band that has been around for what you'll learn is almost a decade but, you know, just through the trials and tribulations of just being alive and dealing with different people and their schedules and just juggling the, uh, the burden of being an artist. You know, sometimes shit takes time before you can bring it out into the world. Uh, I don't want to dig too deep into it. We talk about all this and more. So get ready. It's a great conversation. Sai is a really awesome human being. Before we get into the talk though, I need to promote the event happening this weekend at the Ace Hotel in East Liberty. This event is the Pittsburgh Retro Gaming Convention. I know that I have absolutely nothing to do with retro gaming, but I'm gonna be there doing a live podcast alongside the grown-up human comic people who are also part of the Epicast Network if you're not familiar. They do a podcast that's you know, based around comic books and pop culture. My podcast is based around music with hints of pop culture. We all like video games and we're going to be doing a live podcast together at the convention. So, that should be pretty fun. Chances are we're just going to get pretty shit-faced and be rambling about random stuff but those make for the best conversations it seems so if you are into retro video games and you're going to be in or around pittsburgh this saturday march 25th stop by the ace hotel check it out you can find all the information on times and tickets and all that stuff at pittsburghretrogaming.com. We'll be there all day. Come say hi if you're there. And that's all I have to say about that. I guess I should also promote myself in general outside of live events. If you're new to me or new to the podcast in general, you can find me on Twitter Instagram, Facebook, all social media at The Real Sykes. That's Sykes with an I and an S. S I K E S. The Real Sykes. I also have a Facebook fan page for the podcast, which you can find if you go to your Facebook search bar, type in Start the Beat with Sykes. I'll come up, give it a little like i'm on itunes and all those other platforms so if you're liking what you're hearing subscribe rate and review the show i've been told that it really helps i don't know that's just what they say so do it and we'll find out if it helps last but certainly not least i mentioned this before but i gotta say it again start the beat is part of the epicast family which you can learn all about at epicastnetwork.com. And, yeah, I think I have talked about myself enough. So let's get into this week's conversation with Cy Lewis of the band Amplifiers. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! I'll record the intro and outro Uh, afterwards, telling people about you and what you do okay, and why they should listen. But chances are a lot of these people already do know you.
1: Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. (laughs) Well,
0: if they don't know you, who are you?
1: (laughs) My name is Cy. Uh, I am the bass six player, weird retro keys player, and lead vocalist of the band Amplifiers.
0: Yes. And outside of that, you do a lot of other creative things too
1: weird random stuff anywhere that I can yeah
0: Yeah, you're a little bit of a jack of all trades I've never really had like a full grasp on <laughs> everything that you do yeah anytime I've talked to you it always seems to come up some like oh yeah I used to do that or I have experience in this like just seems like you or one of those people that uh kind of like me where you come across something that needs done and instead of outsourcing you're kind of like just kind of figure out how to do this myself
1: yeah well i mean when you come down when you come down to like looking at outsourcing it like you were talking about versus doing it yourself sure you can pay that money and you can have somebody do it and have a consistent i don't know product or you know whatever the service might be but i always found it much more obviously gratifying but interesting when you do it yourself and you might screw it up about a hundred times in the process but then you find some like weird backwards way that it actually works. Sure, And you end up with this like really cool process that nobody really else has. So that that was like my main thing was, hey, I can save myself money because I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. But in the process being like, oh, I can do this this way. That's pretty cool to me. Like that, that's always been like just under the forefront of saving money.
0: Totally. For me, I mean, like even when I was younger, it wasn't even necessarily – A money thing it was just like a I want to do this and it was you know when I was like 13 you know trying to figure out how to record music it wasn't like oh I could take money and go to a recording studio it was just like I'm not thinking about how music's actually made when I'm 13 I'm just like oh I have I'm making beats on my Sony PlayStation and I have a camcorder so I can just like set up the camcorder and rap at that to get the audio
1: Please tell me that you started with Parappa the Rapper.
0: No, no, no. Oh. There was a there was actually like a beat sequencing software for the Sony PlayStation. That's incredible. That was made. Uh, it was the MTV music generator. So it was like an MTV licensed product, but I don't know who actually made it. But it's pretty intuitive when it got me into making beats.
1: So could you like? I don't know. Could you sequence Carson Daly's voice with it? Anything like that?
0: <laughs> no, but there was there was a MTV Music Generator 2 that was like <laughs> the sequel, I guess. They made it a newer version. It was okay. for PlayStation 2. The first one was on PlayStation 1. They made a second one for PlayStation 2. And it was like, uh, I guess, co-signed by Grandmaster Flash. Nice. So there was like some of his like little quips in it. And like whenever you would load it up, there was like one of those shitty like uh video rendered on PlayStation 2. Like it looked like it was like you were watching a DVD kind of, but it was like shitty graphics, you know what I uh-huh. mean? Like a there's a there's a term for it, like AVI video or something like that. Yeah. Uh but it was like Grandmaster Flash. And like, like as soon as it like you put it in, it's like boom boom, yo, it's Grandmaster <laughs> Flash, this <is> MTV <laughs> music generated too, baby. It's like something like that.
1: Yeah, you're talking like AVI, old school, old school encoding process there. Yeah. Everything's been replaced by like 3GP and MP4 at this point. Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, We're getting way too nerdy. Well, I know. It's way I, too early. <laughs> the funny thing is, is
0: this actually really ties back into like figuring things out, but not knowing exactly what you're doing. Because, yeah, totally. Like, I can like, obviously, you know, I make beats and I do music stuff and I edit video and things like that. But when it comes to like getting into technical terms, sometimes I'm like... I don't know. I know what I'm doing, but I can't like explain it all Uh, the time.
1: You, yeah. If you asked any of the people that have ever been in amplifiers ever, and even like the guys that were in red hands, I am probably the worst person to try to explain an idea just because (laughs) I am, I am so, I am so stupid musically. I, I hear everything in my head properly, but I have no way to to like put it together and form coherent sentences to others about it. So, and, and that goes with like, I can't read music. I can't write music. Like I I do everything by sound. And so one of the biggest, one of the biggest hurdles I've had a lot of time with people in amplifiers are they have some form of classical training and they try to count out certain things or figure out where pickups are for certain parts. And, uh, and they'll just like look at me and they'll just be like, why 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 did you do it that way and i'm just like i'm so sorry like i wish i could explain this to you i i probably have to apologize to my bandmates at least a half a dozen times each time we practice
0: (laughs) now amplifiers has been a band for how long
1: technically 10 years as of this year yeah yeah we started we started actually as the band amplifiers in
0: 2007 okay and Pre amplifiers, were you doing any music? I don't know like what your background as a musician is.
1: Um I I did a lot of background stuff. So like prior to Amplifiers. Amplifiers was my like my first true band that I was in that I played in. Prior to that I did a lot of like tech work, uh, whether it be guitar tech, bass tech, any of that sort of stuff, I did that. Uh I had like a very brief flirtation with photography and got to work with some cool bands that way. Um, you know, I did some, did some engineering work and things like that, just little stuff on some like local records. Like, um, at this point I hadn't broken into like the Pittsburgh area. So this was all like up North with, you know, indie bands and stuff like that up there. Like, uh, you know, anywhere from like Grove city area up to Erie. Sure. So I was always in like the background and I knew a lot of people that way. And, uh, you know, eventually amplifiers came along and the, the original, the original lineup has been long since gone. Like I'm the only one left from that, from that original group. Yeah. And that original group was actually really like really kind of wild, which is kind of funny that we were talking about MTV earlier because the original lineup was one of the guitarists from uh signal home. Okay. One of the guitarists from, Oh God, why am I, why am I blanking right now? This is terrible. <laughs> josh i'm so sorry geography okay um and then the drummer was in a band called river city high and river city high won the uh if you remember like the the mtv mountain dew like rock off thing that they did okay they, yeah it was <laughs> it was in that whole trl era thing and and our drummer played played drums for the band that won that and then he moved home and uh that was like the original group. So it was like all these guys that were on like indie labels and had done really cool stuff. And then there was just me plopped in the middle not knowing what the hell I was doing. We started writing stuff together and you know, it was really, really cool stuff. Like there's actually, there's actually like songs that made it from that infancy stage to the first record. But, uh, we never, you know, we never worked out like who was going to sing anything like that. And that, that imploded pretty quickly. But that being like my first actual band, I, I just wasn't ready to let it die. And I've basically not let it die since then.
0: Sure. And you've, I know that there's like this, uh, time in between releases that just is very long. Oh yeah. And is it, You know, is it, I don't know, is that, like, I'm sure it's, I'm gonna say, is it a product of this? Is it a product of that? And it's probably a product of all of these things. But, like, a combination of, you know, wanting to take the time that's required to, you know, put together something that you feel is ready for the world versus getting older and juggling all the other responsibilities of life at the same time. So like finding that time that you need to do
1: it. It's definitely a mixture of everything. Uh, And that's sort of shifted over the years with, uh, with everything obsolete. The first record that we did, Uh, it was basically a collection of, of a handful of songs that I was really partial to. And I mean, at that, at that point we had a pretty rotating lineup. Um, You know, it was, it was guys from other bands. It was, you know folks that popped in and out here and there we we eventually like i got real antsy and just put out a couple uh on just a really small ep prior to that just to so someone had something to listen to like after they had seen us play and once we got to the point where it was like okay we need to take this more seriously we actually should put out like a, an actual record um it was never intended to take as long as it did, but the first the first record took six years to put out, and looking back on that now, I got a lot of, I got a lot of like references to oh, you know, it's, you've got like Trent Reznor syndrome, you can't, you, you have to go like a half a decade between records, and it's like, no, man, that that's that's not what I'm trying to do. It's just. Finding finding the best methodology to put it out and have it have it be prepared, like you said, like the way that you feel comfortable with it. And obviously with with the way that the last record worked out, there were a lot of things that happened really, really fast with it. So we went from working on it and recording most of it ourselves to all of a sudden we're in the throes with like Casey Crescenzo, the deer hunter, and the receiving end of sirens, and he's going, Hey, um, you know come come out and finish finish the last bit with me and I'll do some stuff on it and we'll do the uh you know the mixing and mastering thing we'll we'll, we'll make it happen so if not for him uh I don't know I don't know how it would have sounded in the end because he added so many so many little things to it that it's just an outside set of ears and it just put it really to the next to the next level
0: yeah it's super important to have that perspective but it's also really really important i feel like for bands to be able to control as much of the process as they can like yeah. if you can like self record and self produce that's fucking awesome and do it do it a lot oh yeah but if you get that opportunity to have like an outside pair of ears who's like passionate about what you're doing or actually gives a shit and can offer good advice not just sort of like a I want to record your band because I'm going to make, make money off it. Or, or yeah, whatever, exactly, you know? so, yeah. But if you get somebody that's interested in genuinely making your product better, that's like there isn't like a value you can put on that.
1: Yeah, and I mean he was he was really great about it and to his credit like he put way more way more effort into it and then he probably should have sure <laughs> um, to be, to be, you know, to be pointed about it. Um, you know, we, we had, we had a standing agreement. Uh, I actually built him a base six like mine and he was like, this is awesome. Um, what can we do to, uh, to sort of work things out beyond the six? And uh, originally, you know, it was sort of like, well, we can, we can kind of cross that bridge when we get there. And he was just like, Hey man, like you guys do some pretty cool stuff why don't we trade work for work a little bit that sort of that sort of deal so um yeah it was he he put he put far more effort in than uh than we we ever expected and you know i'm like ridiculously indebted to him because of that sure i mean he set us up with uh the guy that did some of the mixing as well mike watts from voodoo studio in long island and mike actually did the the mastering on it too so it was like it was a whirlwind of of the end of that time because like it took all this time up to that point to get the record done. And then we we're like, Oh shit, we're doing a record and everything else just came together really, really fast.
0: Sure. It's like a, it's like a roller coaster. Like it takes forever to get up that first hill. But then as soon as it goes down, it's like the ride's done. Like yeah, 30 seconds. Like, Oh, We've got an album yep. what happened
1: exactly <laughs> and climbing and forever yeah you're climbing forever and you get to the you know the precipice of that hill and you start going over and you start shitting your pants because <laughs> you realize that everything is moving so fast mm-hmm. yep yep exactly <laughs> um and that's and that's how it was but uh you know we we got everything back after that um i i was i was thrilled with it um it's always really gratifying to hear everything in its final form and like especially with, especially with someone that you, that you respect a lot doing a lot of work on it. And he like sang on it and, you know, did a bunch of sequencing and stuff. And he was like, there, there's just not enough good things I can say about the, (laughs) about the situation, but we got it back and, you know, we had, we had to figure out packaging and we had to figure out all that. So like we were talking right before we started actually recording, um, you and I were about like, you know, the packaging process and yeah. like, trying to make yourself stand out and stuff like that. And uh, one of the things that, that we decided that we would do was instead of just putting it out in like a digit or like a, a standard jewel case, anything like that. Um, we did all of the artwork and photography and everything in house. Um, my really good friend, Brendan Perry did uh, all the photography and we did some really weird stuff for it you know like messing with aperture and like kind of trying to, to bend light and stuff like that yeah. um so
0: it was packaged in like a dvd case it, yeah, we, yeah we
1: we landed on packaging in a dvd case and so i did i did artwork for the dvd case the original run that we did of 200 in it actually had a full a full booklet inside of it that had like every piece of information ever that I could that I could possibly extrapolate (laughs) from the six year process. Sure. So it's like every person that had a hand on that record gets their dues. It's like nobody is left behind whatsoever. And that was like that was really important to me just because like I said, there were so many people that were involved over the years. It's like they need to they need to all get credit for what they've done. Yeah. Um because that's how we got to where we were. And I lost my mind for about six weeks trying to get all that stuff done and getting, you know, getting the artwork approved and making sure everybody was happy with it, making sure I was happy with it. And, oh, uh, it was, it, it was, it was a hell of a time. Oh yeah. I've yeah. been there. I know. I, I know exactly yeah. what
0: you're going through. Uh-huh. What you were going through.
1: Yeah. I just, I just repackaged, uh, or, or, or assembled 50 more because we realized, oh shit, we have like seven, we have seven left. Yeah. And, I would love to put it on vinyl. I don't have the money to put it on vinyl right now. It's a
0: pretty long album, right?
1: It's a pretty long album, yeah. Like, yeah. we actually, like, a couple years ago, I got it. Uh, I got it, uh, like, I tried to get estimates for it, and everyone's, like, <laughs> basically scoffing at me, being like, dude, this is a double vinyl at least. You might have to go triple. I'm just like,
0: oh my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, that's the thing now. I mean, of, I, whenever I write records now, I write, Like, before I even get too into it, I'm like, okay, this is going to have to be under 40 minutes. Yep. And, like, I'm going to have to track these, like, order these songs in a way. Like, you want... Your songs at the beginning to be the most dynamic because there's more room for the grooves to breathe, mm-hmm. and then the songs towards the center, your quieter ones, because the grooves get a little tighter. And sometimes if you have something too dynamic, it can sound a little noisy. This is nerd shit, but it's <laughs> stuff that I think about, you know. So that's like how I write albums now. I you write have to in an LP format. Yeah, I want to put it out on vinyl. Yeah, so that's what I do now.
1: Yeah, and it was like. Trying to figure all that out and be like, okay, can we, can we really fuck with people's heads? And like, we'll, we'll yank a couple of the tracks out of the middle of the track listing and put it on a seven inch somewhere or just do, do, do just super weird things. And eventually I just got, I just got like way too into it and then kind of had to take a step back or two. And then I was like, Hey, um, Oh, I need to actually get people again to play in the band. (laughs) So you know that that whole process had started back over after after the uh, after we released it, and I mean, for what it's worth, I think I think it did pretty well at the time. Um, we we always feel like it's kind of a crapshoot just because we we kind of settle in between a, a few different genres, and since you know subgenres are the new cool thing, people were like, "Oh, you guys are." Atmospheric, post space, ambient, experimental, alternative rock, sub divided into three different other things, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just sort of like, okay. um I mean, I just thought we were allowed rock band, but I mean, that's cool too. If uh-huh. if that if that's the way that it goes, I mean, I am I I am very I'm very open to how other people think we are you know we we are like classified because i have no idea that's yeah. it i'm like we we play loud heavy rock music with bright lights that's about as far as i get
0: yeah i would say amplifiers is like i would say alternative rock you know i take it and but you know with like maybe like but i tend to be I'm a little more old school i tend to just kind of i don't like to get too deep into classifying things.
1: Yeah, that quagmire of I all like of all that.
0: You should be able to describe a band two words. There has to be something. Yeah. Like, you know, if it's more than two words, I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Like I mean, I guess melodic death metals three words. And that's that's applicable. So three words. I'll go three words or less for describing your band.
1: You're you're Wait, we're melodic death metal? No. I was just... (laughs) No.
0: Your amplifiers is not melodic death metal. I'm just kind of going off thinking about genres as a whole. Okay. Because I'm thinking about like what genres of music does it... When does it start to sound like bullshit? Yeah. So...
1: I'll be honest. I would take melodic death metal too. Yeah. That would be fine.
0: Symphonic black metal. Hmm.
1: I think I want want to listen to some symphonic black metal on the way home, actually.
0: (laughs) So... I don't know. It's all subjective. Oh, for sure. Whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I do see amplifiers kind of like being an issue where it might be hard sometimes to find bands to play with or like a pocket to fit in. Yeah. That's something that I always had an issue with, with the stuff that I do too. Primarily with Sykes, because it's just kind of like, to me, it's like, this is indie hip hop. Yeah, You know, amplifiers is an alternative rock band. I do live indie hip hop, but people want more they want more of a definition than they,
1: that. they want some form of structure with it. Yeah. yeah and that's like it's been a it's been a double-edged sword for us for sure um i'm sure you can you can say the same it's like when you find bands that are willing to have a really diverse lineup all bets are off for everybody and that's awesome because i i feel like fans of a particular band that are open-minded like that they have a better chance of leaving a show going wow that that indie hip hop artist. I wasn't expecting them to be on the bill and I'm really glad that I came. That sort of thing. Yeah. You know, they may they may have come for a, you know, a symphonic black metal band <laughs> and they left really liking a indie hip hop artist and they bought the record on the way out. Um that's sort of like always been my mantra because I've booked a lot of our stuff. So I try I try not to like make it too cookie cutter not have many bands on there that sound exactly the same, um, just because of the fact that we don't we don't really fit in with any other band. So it's like, yeah, we could we could get away with playing like with a with an alternative band, or we could get away with playing with a post rock band or an indie band. But there's so many diverse bands in the city and in the immediate area. Like, why do you want to pigeonhole yourself that much? Like, just play with whoever willing to play with you and have a great time.
0: Exactly. There's yeah. a show coming up. There is. Let's talk about it real quick since this is like a convenient segue because it's, yeah, right. <laughs> a, it's a show that is happening soon right. with your band and a divi- di-
1: diverse lineup. Yeah. Sometimes I can't talk. It, it's it, okay. It happens to everyone.
0: But let's chit chat that real quick.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. It is the first time that we have headlined a show in Pittsburgh in in a long time. Um, it's happening on March 31st at stage a E. Um, we always have a really, really good time when we play there. So we wanted to, we wanted to go back there and I don't know, it just, it seems convenient because the last big, I think the last big headliner we did was for the release of everything obsolete on that stage. So it's kind of like full circle ish sort of deal. Yeah. Um, the bands that are on it are all, they're, they're all really, really great people. Um, and they are diverse. There's a, let's see, uh, Wander, newer band from a little bit up north, but they're uh they're sort of like in that in that indie vein. Um, Delusions of grandeur. They've been around for a while. They're what? I'm trying to think of like the best way. God, now I'm the one that's getting stuck in like trying to (laughs) trying to explain people. Oh man. Um. They're like uh, kind of like progressive metal sort of stuff. Progressive death metal. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um save us from the Archon is playing that show. I mean, we've known those guys for a long time and we talk about like polar opposites musically. Yeah. Just stylistically, but we always have such a good time playing mm-hmm. together. So it's like, I talked to AJ who was one of the, uh, one of the references that I, I listened. I listened to your guys' oh, podcast nice. because I'm like, Oh man, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. Like just bullshit. Just, just bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so i listened to yeah i listened to the one that you did with aj and uh you know i I ran into aj at thrice and we were and we were going back and forth and he's like man we have to play together again and once the show came up i i talked to him about it he's like oh we have to we're on it this is gonna be so much fun so yeah save us from yarkon um crazy math based instrumental stuff yeah um arcane haven They're on it. A little bit more metalcore. Metalcore, yeah, yeah. Post-hardcore, metalcore, sort of, Mm -hmm. sort of line. Yeah, they're Um, they're
0: getting their new stuff's pretty heavy. Yeah, they're 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 getting they're getting. I mean, they've always been a heavy band, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they're. I don't know. There's that extra grit. Yeah, yeah. They seem a little angry. (laughs) They're getting a little bit angrier.
1: Yeah. Angst. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, we haven't amplifiers has never played with Arcane Haven. Like I played with those guys in red hands mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times back in the, you know, a couple of years ago, but uh, we had never played with them. And so it, it was just one of those deals that I talked to Brad about it and Brad was, Brad was like, yeah, man, I think that would be a lot of fun. So everybody has been super, super cool. Oh, we're on it too, by the way. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. So that's, that's the lineup. Everybody's been super cool about it. Everyone's really excited to play with each other. Um, And I think that's like the most important thing. Oh, absolutely. Regardless, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have a really broad, diverse audience. And I think, I think that everyone is going to just have a really good time. That's the whole fucking point. That's it. It's simple. Yep.
0: So in the time between your last album, and now, I would like to assume there is a new batch of material that has been made, or am I wrong?
1: No, you're 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 right. Cool. There's, there's absolutely been a new batch of material made. So,
0: what's going on with that? Is it like a new album or just like new songs? Like it what, is. What are you doing?
1: It's a it's a full new album. Woo! It's going to be a full a full new LP. Spicy. Um. Hopefully, it's not going to turn into another one that's, uh, you know, I'm getting quotes of triple, triple, uh, (laughs) triple vinyl for. But uh, we have this, we have this problem with writing songs that are like not below five minutes. Mm -hmm. So that might not be that might not be the. uh,
0: Well, I mean, you play like slower music. Yeah, like
1: there's no blast slow in a bad way.
0: It's just like. The 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 there's an atmosphere. Yeah. To what you do, it's atmospheric alternative rock.
1: There we go. Oh, there's a three. There is the three. That's it. I that's like a, it.
0: That's, a, that's as far as we can stretch with amplifiers. Okay.
1: Is. Now that you've hit that mark, we can't go any any beyond that for <laughs> the rest it's of this ver- time. It's
0: very descriptive, though. Yeah. So. New album.
1: Yeah, new cool. album. Um, we are going to be playing a couple of songs off of it. Uh, at this show um hopefully we'll have a couple more like in the live rotation here pretty soon it's in my head i have it all mapped out it's just a, a question of being really terrible of explaining it and presenting it to the rest of the guys fair enough getting getting that whole thing getting that whole thing going i mean we've to be fair we've had we've had a handful of songs that were that were ready like basically towards the end of the last record and uh We just never, we never got the opportunity with that, that particular lineup to, to flesh it out totally and start playing it live. So, um, now is the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's been a handful of, a handful of songs that have been written beyond that. And, um, I, I won't say it's as much a departure as the old record. There's a lot of things that kind of harken back to the first record, but, um, There's definitely gonna be some some new things being being done on this. So I'm pretty excited about that.
0: I would expect so. Over time, you know, your interests change about like what you wanna do. Sure. And you just evolve. You just I don't know. I think that's
1: good. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. And I always I'm I'm a little bit like leery of bands that not not in a bad way, but just like i am always con- like kind of confused by bands that don't want to do that. Um
0: well, I don't know if every band has the luxury to be able to, depending on the situation they're
1: in. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I don't know. I, I just I look at music in a very in a very amorphous way, I guess. And you know, I I, I expect that everything does change over time. And for for bands, I feel like to to kind of conform and just be like, this is it. This is all we do. It kind of, it kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. Like, why wouldn't you want to, why wouldn't you want to span out and try and try a little bit more beyond that? But ultimately it comes down, it comes down to what you're comfortable with, what your preferences are, things like that. Totally. You know, I'm very respectful of that. It's just not who I am as an individual, you know what I mean? So there's never, there's never going to be a time where I'm going to scold another band, being like, "You should do other things." Oh yeah, don't play just this. Do mm-hmm. so, do other things. And no, I mean, I think, I think if you do something, you do it well. Hey, you you enjoy you enjoy the benefits of what you what you've done, yeah, for sure. Um, but I couldn't imagine trying to do another Everything Obsolete. That would I would I would probably die a little inside. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you can definitely
0: get lost in your art. It's, you know, it's, I am, you know, very much of the belief that like, you know, a song is really never, f- you never really finish writing a song. You can always change little things. Uh, the, sure, like the main meat of it's there. Yeah. But you could always spice it a little different, you know, try a different things on the side, sprinkle it up a bit when you're playing live. And maybe it might taste a little better with a little extra of this. Or that, you right. know, but ultimately it's the same thing. So I got into a situation a long time ago with an album that I did that I spent a lot of time on that I just, you know, beat ideas into the ground. And it got to a point where I was just like, fuck it. And I just ended up like releasing it as it was that day, like online. Ne- and yeah. I, I never did any physical copies of it. And I spent like two and a half years on it it was just like i got to get this out get it over with and then i just moved on yeah it was just like i just drove myself crazy and now i just like i'm very much like okay this is a song just going to record it it sounds good cool
1: you have to draw a line somewhere
0: yeah it's it's so hard spending 6 years of your life on something that people might spend an hour on right like and how much of that hour are they even giving your music their full attention? Not this, not in a bad way, but it's like, oh, like they're listening to it when they're driving, or if they're at home, or whatever. Right. Like they're not like, maybe I'm sure some people are maybe sitting down, going through the booklet and things like that. But is it worth like six years of your life to do that? Yeah. This, yes and no. Yeah, because absolutely. It's your personal experience and like you're living it and putting it all into it.
1: It's the, the stress and turmoil of, of yeah. the whole of the whole endeavor. Over that over that span of time. Now, obviously, like if you were to remove like a, a whole host of like personal events in that, you'd probably compress that down a whole lot. But I mean that's just There's not life the outside way. of the band it, for sure. Exactly. That's not the way the world works. And um I mean that was released in twenty thirteen. So I mean it's twenty seventeen now. So I'm like I'm approaching that again.
0: <laughs> but I mean
1: there was the it's it's different this time around because there were a lot of things that were different circumstantially. Like I got married, uh, you know, we moved, I was playing in another band at the time. Uh, you know, Amplifiers was basically just kind of on the back burner. You get, you, you spend that much time on something and you, you play on it for a little bit. And then, you know, with everything that went down with us and having to, you know, change the members and stuff like that, I was really just burned out. So, You have to you have to kind of set it aside for a little bit and that's how i ended up with uh you know playing with red hands and that was that was that was a lot of fun that was a really good time and then you circle back around after that and you go man something just isn't quite where it should be and you realize well i realized i was like damn i need to do another amplifiers record And by that point, you know, that eats up, oh, wow, you know, at least half, if not two thirds of that time. So to be fair, it's only been like a year and a half or two years, something like that. (laughs) You know, if if I'm like trying to trying to justify it in my head. Yeah. Where everyone else is just like, dude, you put that record out fucking four years ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has other things that they're doing. Sure. So all you can do is what you can do. Yeah. You only got twenty four hours in a day.
1: And you know what? Work with it. If people if people want to listen to it, they'll listen to it. Totally. And that's that's where we're at. I mean this this time around. It's we're we're really enjoying just playing out live. We have not done it for so long and I mean we're getting ready to do a small tour run in April. And then we're gonna look at a larger tour run, hopefully in like August. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody everybody has you know the nine to five now, so we have to make it work with everybody's everybody's schedule. And you know, another one of our band members is getting married in July, and it's like okay, so you have to plan appropriately for all those all those other life events for everybody. And uh, I don't really count it in years anymore. It's just one of those deals where it's like, you know what, we'll get it we'll get it out when we get it out, and when we're happy with it. Yeah, I think
0: that that's an important part of the bigger picture that a lot of people overlook is just we're doing like we all started doing this bullshit because we wanted to have some fun. Yeah. And it's pretty common for that to kind of slip through a lot of my peers' minds, it seems, you know, like this is supposed to be fun. And if we're. I mean, sure, there's times where, like, you got to take it seriously and you might get stressed out over things. But even in those times when, like, being in a band is really stressful and it's a pain in the ass trying to get something done, it's still because, like, all this is, like, really, really fun, what we're doing. We all really, really enjoy it. Right. So just however long it takes is however long it takes. Yeah. I have to be super patient, especially with Greywalker, because... Well, with both projects, because with Sykes, everybody's in other bands. And then Grey Walker, I mean, we have, you know, you're dealing with full-time jobs and children and wives and girlfriends and
1: all those other important yeah, just life events. That, you know, yeah.
0: we're all happy people and got a lot of good things going on for ourselves. We got to maintain that shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maintain a good, healthy life. And it unfortunately requires a lot more than playing in a metal band
1: yeah you remember you remember doing this sort of stuff when you were like 18 to 22 you know like you you had less uh less on your plate and less responsibility and you're like man i'm just i'm just going for broke doing everything that That i can
0: i was a fucking key manager at blockbuster video working like six hour shifts like four days a week yeah and then the rest of the time, I was just, like, working on beats and, like, maybe hanging out with a girl every once in a while. <laughs> it was, like, simple, you know?
1: Catching up on all those movies since you were, you know, key holder at Blockbuster. Oh,
0: yeah. That's – pro. I, I haven't – movies haven't been the same since then. No? No. I it was, like, it was so much fun. Like, we had, like, a book with – I would find a movie that I really liked, and then we had a book that was, like, a big, like, director's guide, kind of like an – imdb type thing but this right. was like 2004 or 5 so i mean like the internet existed but it wasn't like in your phone you know oh for sure it yeah. was like a lot different so like i remember i'd find a movie i really liked and i would get stoked and i would go to work and i would like look through the book to see what other movies the director had made mm-hmm. and like get them special ordered through work and things like that. I was like, I I still really do like movies, but I don't make the time for it anymore.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I worked for a a really little mom and pop movie store up North when like right around that same time (laughs) where it's like most of the store is still VHS and you have like a few racks of DVDs Yeah, and people are still coming up and renting, you know, like stacks of VHS movies. (laughs) And I remember at one point, uh, getting, getting like one of the front, the very front like displays, and being able to put up like all of my favorite old movies and oh that's awesome yeah oh yeah yeah because uh, you know y- y- that that sort of shit you can you can get away with at a place like that and I remember getting yelled at because they're like you're supposed to push like new DVD rentals man don't be pushing old old ass VHS movies uh-huh and I stuck it to the man. It was all VHS movies, man.
0: <laughs> we had the uh, the one bay of employee picks, and oh, I took that shit so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just pushing all my like artsy and weird horror bullshit that I was into that I'm still into now. I don't know.
1: The one, the one weird horror movie with the Czech subtitles and everything? Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that like three people have heard of. That's the best. Especially being in like such a small town, too. People would be like, what's the evil dead? <laughs> Why don't I know what this is?
0: <laughs> there was this guy. This is actually a kind of funny story. That would come into Blockbuster every Friday when we got new movies. And this guy, who I remember his name. I'm not going to say it on the pod. It doesn't really matter. I'm not going to say it. He worked at the Giant Eagle that was right next to Blockbuster Video. And uh, he like he was like a cart pusher. Okay. And he was a very like intimidating-looking dude. And he was the type of person that would come in every week and rent movies that you would expect that dude to rent. Oh, yeah. Like all the new horror movies that came out and stuff like that. He always had like a horror movie t-shirt on. Just kind of like a bigger dude that just don't want to say anything mean, but he just looked like he sat in his house and watched horror movies all the time Yeah, when he wasn't pushing carts, of giant Eagle, if that paints a picture. Yeah. So the only time I saw him rent a movie that wasn't a horror movie was the day sisterhood of the traveling pants came out on DVD and he rented a copy of that. Really? Yes. It was probably the most frightening thing he ever did in my time working there.
1: I'm like I'm 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 running every permutation I can in my head right now just to just to find a way to like connect the two and I'm just I'm drawing a total blank man
0: I mean like there's there's two things either like you know he has a sister or a family member that he lives with that asked him to pick it up so he did
1: or something maybe
0: a little less innocent I don't want to assume what it is, but you know, yeah, maybe something
1: nefarious.
0: Yeah, but it was interesting because there was always other, obviously a collection of movies that he could rent if he was that type of person. Right. But why just that one movie? Why? I don't know. It always blew my mind. It'd be maybe like one day, like he would have a stack of horror movies and then rent like bring it on. Or like something else, like, you know, some other teeny bopper movie. Right. Okay. Like he wants to watch this and like, look at girls or something weird. But no, just that one time. just Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That's
1: it. Maybe it was just. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing, man. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I wish I wish I could. I wish I could provide any sort of insight. And there's just I'm just, yeah, complete blank. Yeah, I don't know. That was my favorite job I ever
0: had though, probably.
1: Those yeah, those were pretty good times for me too. When you get the opportunity just to well, maybe not so much in this instance, but you can you can kinda tell the type of movies that people watch just by giving them a quick a quick look. Yeah. Now in retrospect, I wish I wish I had done that a little bit more. But I do recall a couple of times doing that and being like this this guy totally just threw me for a curveball like i was not expecting that dude to rent that movie um but if we're if we're gonna trade if we're gonna trade movie like movie store stories i think the best the best one that i have for you is we had two locations and they were like one was on one side of town and the other was like on the opposite side of town yeah sure there was a guy that worked there for years and years and years and i'd known him for a long time super great dude one of the most knowledgeable people that you could ever ask about any, any movie from like the sixties up to, you know, at the time, the present. And, uh, one of the things that he always immediately went for was he connected my name to Cyrus, the virus from con air. So it eventually just, he probably, I'm, I'm fairly certain he still calls me this to this day, which is like, he'll talk to me and he'll just be like virus. And, <laughs> and it was like uh, late night. It was like a Friday night. Everybody was in, you know, when, when people actually still rented movies, there was yeah. like a line in the movie store. I was like the only one there. I was trying to get everybody, you know, like rent it out and out the door and phone starts ringing and pick it up. And I'm trying to like get this person, get this person's DVDs done for them. And all I hear is virus. I need, I. I just, I need to talk to you for a second. And I'm like, what's up, man? And he's just like, I'm so pissed off. And I'm like, oh no, man, what's going on? Like, this sounds serious. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sitting there like trying to do my work, (laughs) like trying to be, trying to be a good friend and a good coworker. Cause like I said, he's, he's like one of the best dudes that I've ever met. And he's, and he's going on and I have this huge line in front of me and he's just like, I just I've been thinking about this all day and I just need to voice it. I'm like bracing myself. I'm like, this is gonna be existential as fuck. Like I know this this is just gonna be like mind like mind-bending. And he goes, why is it God, I'm so pissed off. Why is it that in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, that entire Indian village can speak perfect English? And I was just like fuck you man (laughs) and and, and had to hang up on him and i that to this day haunts me because he's he's like the one of the best guys that i know and i just i was so prepared for such a bomb yeah but then i started thinking about it i'm like how did they all know english
0: steven spielberg taught them
1: right (laughs) that's gonna be that's gonna be with me to the day i die I don't know how that happened, but it happened.
0: He must, well, for one, he obviously wasn't as busy as you were. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was not. So there's that. Oh, man. I was like thinking, I don't know. I'm like going off on this tangent about Blockbuster. <laughs> I remember like looking through the job applications, and there was always like silly things written on them. There was one time, there was one, I was like, do you have any special skills or qualifications? And, like, you could fill in the box. it just said basketball, which I always thought was good. And then there was one – you know, there's a space on a job application where if you've been, like, convicted of any felonies or anything, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. like, yes or no. But, yes, it's, like, what is it? If
1: so, yeah.
0: There was one time that the people in – in Edgewood were very straightforward, just one word type people. The box was checked yes, and then on the line it was just written knife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like you could write a record based around that alone.
0: I could probably write a record about my time at Blockbuster. <laughs> for sure.
1: Oh wow. Knife.
0: I remember fuck, they like uh so we were we were not a corporate blockbuster store we were a franchise okay and uh i went into work one day and they were like company's heading in a new direction you're fired and then they weren't like you're fired but we're letting you go right and i'm all like man fuck and then like not even two weeks later the whole franchise had closed so they started like like to the point where they didn't even tell employees like on their last day open that the store was going to be closing Like people were trying to go to work and the doors were locked and there was like DVDs like filling out of the return box. They just like abandoned ship. Yeah. And then maybe like two years later, I saw the dude that fired me Um, was still working for Blockbuster technically, but he had all of these excess DVDs. That they were trying to sell at Pittsburgh Mills Mall and like some empty storefront, you know, just like <laughs> DVD clearance. And like they had like some bullshit name, like not like we're not blockbuster. We're just a franchise that owns all these bullshit DVDs now. Yeah. And I probably remember have he those. was sitting in the, I saw him sitting in there just like by himself, like nobody looking at any <laughs> DVDs. And I was just like, that's what you fucking get.
1: Yeah. They still, they probably all had like the blockbuster like tag. Oh yeah, totally in the, in the center of the DVD and everything, and yeah. everyone's just thinking these are hot as shit right now. <laughs> this guy, this guy, totally just has like a van full of stolen blockbuster DVDs mm-hmm. from somewhere.
0: And now that fucking Pittsburgh Mills is like closed.
1: I just read something about that 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 place. I guess that like it went up for auction, mm-hmm. and it was something weird. Like it sold for like a dollar.
0: Yeah, the bank, the bank that. Because um, basically you were buying all the debt.
1: Yeah. Too.
0: Um, and I think the bank that had something to do with the debt ended up buying it and then I don't know, some
1: Yeah, plus the, one dollar to to make it like a a profit sale or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then yeah.
0: there's just I don't know, the fucking thing's just gonna sit there.
1: Right? It just blows my
0: mind how like something like that could just flop. Yep. I don't get it. Like it's on a busy road. There's stores, people need things. I like to believe that the internet isn't killing shopping that
1: much, but maybe it is. Do you shop online? I mean, here and there. Yeah. I, I'm one of those weird people that actually like to, to visit stores. Um, just to, just to look around and to see, to see things like with my, you know, mine own two eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, of course there's like random stuff that you just, you can't get in a, in a, in a store. So, um, you know, I, I, as much as I, it pains me to say, like there's like certain records, like I can't go down to like Dave's Music. Mind, oh, totally. Or, like, yeah. Something like, you know, something like that, and pick up. Uh, so you're you're sort of your hands sort of forced with that, but um, with good intentions, it's like um, our good friends, like Young Fox. They just put out a they just put out their new record on, on vinyl, and uh, you know, there's I, to my to my knowledge, there's nowhere around here that that stocks it, just because there's such a low number of them, so. You know, you gotta you gotta order that shit online. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I enjoy I enjoy a uh, a good brisk walk through a through a mall every once in a while.
0: I don't even. I was like thinking about this recently because I need to get a new pair of shoes. The Soles coming
1: off these. You see oh, that shit? Oh man, gotta buy a new pair of shoes. You can hide stuff in there, man.
0: Yeah, I could hide marijuana. I don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But that's why I don't know why it's the first thing I thought of. I was Anyways. thinking
1: like your Aldi corn, like your Aldi quarter. You know, do you ever go to Aldi for anything? Uh-uh. Uh. Uh. Damn. Well, that takes that away.
0: What's an Aldi quarter?
1: Yeah. When you when you go to Aldi, if you need to use a shopping cart, they have like a thing that you put a quarter in, and it oh, like they're all like chained together. Oh, like really? You put a quarter. You put a quarter in, and you can disconnect it. And then when you're done with it, so you, so you like, have to
0: pay to use the shopping cart at pretty, Aldi.
1: Pretty much, yeah. But it's like as soon as you you're done with it, and you, I think it's like a. Like a anti theft deterrent sort of deal. Oh, okay. Because it's clearly worth a quarter.
0: Do you get the quarter back?
1: Yeah. When you uh. when you click it back in, it like clicks and pushes it out. Huh. Yeah. If you decide, Ryan, that you would ever like to go to Aldi, you could hide your Aldi quarter in your shoe. Hmm.
0: Thanks for the tip. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Internet ruined everything. <laughs> Being in a band sucks, but it's fun. It's yeah. hard to distribute your music. Yeah. You got a new album coming out?
1: Got a new album coming Good out? Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to take that I'm going to take that as as totally serious. No,
0: actually I do. I do. I do. It's,
1: no, I know. Of course. So,
0: you're still writing right now?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um there's still there's still a couple of songs that definitely need to be fleshed out and now that we had this discussion and you started talking about the whole like writing to accommodate an LP, it's making my making the gears in my head turn.
0: Yeah. I mean, Damn it. You know, you can write less music quicker. That's true. So you can have like a a good like seven, eight song record that's forty minutes long that you could put out on one LP. It won't take so long to write it, won't take so long to record it.
1: See one of But it
0: can still be like a good cohesive body of work.
1: Oh, for sure. I was just thinking about one of the one of the songs that hopefully we'll be we'll be playing live soon is like roughly 10 minutes long well, so that you know that kind of that kind of puts a damper you're a on things <laughs> that's i i'm not going to uh i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that i disagree with you there
0: no but i mean that's what you do oh for sure and it's you know regardless you know i have i have records from bands that write longer songs or six song
1: albums oh yeah whatever do what makes you happy you know if you
0: want to put if you want to write an album and put it out on vinyl there's just the compromise oh yeah just write a short album
1: maybe that maybe that'll be the one that has like the the full length and then like the one inch or the one inch uh that would be a hell of a thing if there was a one inch record <laughs> the one seven inch that comes with it that's just like
0: well I'll tell you I mean manufacturing a seven inch is not much cheaper than manufacturing an LP so you might as well just manufacture a 12 inch
1: yeah yeah well that that uh that thought died a quick death. i'm trying to help you out that's all i'm saying oh for sure no i mean if if anybody (laughs) if anybody has the uh has the knowledge of it uh it would be you because i actually just i actually just uh broke out the uh the record that i bought off of you a few years ago the other day and uh when i when i opened up that wonderful packaging i still had the uh the nice handwritten note in there that had all the hearts and everything Oh yeah, (laughs) awesome (laughs) yeah so you're still in. You're still in heavy rotation.
0: Cool. I will have to get you a copy of the new one. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I've seen you since you put out the new one. Yeah. Other than the one time at Black Forge, and that, that might have been it. So yeah. Yeah. I,
0: there's I, the new one, and then um, I did a split with my friends in Trash Bag, and that's getting pressed too.
1: Very cool. So is that a, is that a full twelve inch or is that
0: a it's a, a, tw- a single sided twelve inch? Okay. Um, it's six tra- seven tracks. Um. We did it. It's uh So Trash Bag is a three-piece punk band. Nice from here. And we started playing a bunch of house shows and just random shows together just because like we were mutual friends with a promoter. And it was just kind of like fun house shows, you know? And uh I was like, I really, really like your band. I want to we need to like do something. Let's like just like do a split or something. You have yeah. a couple songs. They're like, yeah, and I was like, okay, cool, I have this idea. I want to record all of your songs and then I wanna make songs only sampling the stems from your recordings.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: So that's what we did. We tracked three of their song three and a half songs. And then um I made three songs and then that other half song, I like we made a second half two. That's So it cool. became like one it's like one melded thing. And like it's split, it flip flops. So it goes like trash bag psychs, trash bag psychs. And it's all like seamless, but it just kind of goes from like being punk into like being like this, like really, uh, like sequenced and very abrasive, like chopped up sounding stuff. It's, it's cool. I'm actually, I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. It was a fun project.
1: See, and then we go right back to like, figuring ways to to kind of like break the mold of, of like the standard record and how the record is presented and things like that. There you go. Like yeah, I'm all about that, man. I'm really excited to hear this. That should be really cool. When are you guys getting the the presses back or are they back already?
0: Um, they, we have the the test pressings actually sitting right there. Yes.
1: Um, so that's
0: here done. Um, it's been online for a while because actually we released it last august okay just on Bandcamp, and we made like cds and cassettes um but my boss at get hip heard it and really liked it and he's like i want to press this so he's putting it out nice um just a small run of them but he's putting it out and uh we'll have them soon probably within a month or so
1: that's awesome that's another thing that that i find really interesting the uh the advent of of tapes coming back into the forefront
0: I think that it kind of it's died off. Yeah. Yeah. It was because back when we were doing old fears in like 2010 2011. Wow. There's a name that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we did tapes and we did we did pretty well with them. Um, and then I did Sykes tapes for the last album that I put out and those like did okay but mm-hmm. now it's just like it doesn't it's the, I think it's just kind of like I think like 2012 13 was like a peak. 14, 15 kind of died off. Yeah. Now, I mean, I know a friend of mine that does hip hop from Philly, Darko the Super. Uh, he's super prolific. Like he puts out probably like a full album, like every two or three months. Oh. Like it's, it's, He's psychotic, but he's very like the opposite of kind of how we are. Mm-hmm. Like he will just like make a beat, record a verse in one take, like that's it and just release it. And it sounds good. He's just very like, because you're not in his head, mm. you know. Like, we get these ideas in our head where, oh, but this this little thing could be a little bit different. All those, like, little tiny differences that yeah. nobody else might ever notice. Like, before you came over today, I spent two hours on a transition for a new psych <laughs> song. So I had this idea where I wanted, like, the beat to slow down, but I didn't quite have a way to do it. So I exported it and then set up the turntables and, like, physically slowed down the digital file and then i had to record it back into the it took me like two hours to do it and i'm still like not even like i don't even know if i like it
1: that was gonna be my next question (laughs) Did, did, did you actually do it number one and did it did it actually sound how you hoped it would Yeah,
0: it's a little weird i'm still working on it weird is good yeah it's just like you know like you hear something in your head and it's close to it but like what i'm like what i want to accomplish and what like time and like bpm and like the amount of space that i have are two different things oh
1: for sure you know yeah there's there's totally there's totally like textural stuff in well the last amplifiers record and this one that's just like i know is there i have no idea if anyone is ever going to hear you know little little just quips of things going on and and i go man I'm so stoked that that sounds so good where it is. And it's just like, you can't hear it. (laughs) You can't hear that when you listen to it on normal speakers. It's like you listen to it on like, you know, studio quality, you know, monitors. And yeah, of course you can. Or you listen to it on like really, really good headphones. If you know, it's there. Yeah. If
0: you're able to sit down and, uh, you know, have all the stems and be able to, you know, mute and solo things out, you can pick it out. Yeah. But when you're just listening to a, you're giving somebody a full mix Of somebody who's never heard your song, like, you know, they're going to be focused on vocals and drums or guitars, like whatever they're attracted to. Exactly. Yeah. They're not. The first thing isn't going to be like those textures. It takes a long time to start picking that stuff out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're getting barraged. Absolutely. You're getting barraged by everything else going on in the mix. And it's just like there is that secret part of you that you're just like, come on, man. Come on. Just this time. Pick it out pick it out and it will it'll validate all that work just to do that so i get
0: i get really really excited sometimes uh every once in a while like you might be talking with somebody about i tend to not talk to people about my music like i'll tell people about like stuff that i do and techniques but like the actual songs Mm -hmm. i'm never all like so what'd you think of that part like what'd you think of it like i just yeah
1: take it for what it is it's not my thing yeah you you enjoy that i i know every you once feel. in yeah. a while
0: people will bring stuff up to me and whenever they notice little things like that i did like and i never thought anybody would notice it i think it's so fucking cool yeah it's like you know maybe only a few times it has happened over all of these years but it like makes it worth it it's just cool to know that like somebody else is like spending time with something that you created and are like noticing those little things that you put there, just hoping somebody would notice it. Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah. And that's like, that's the people that don't just listen to it in the background in their car or, Mm -hmm. you know, they decide that they're going to just put it on and, you know, during a, a a party or something at their house or just things like that. I, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, it is, it's, it, it makes it totally worth it when you have that one moment where somebody picks something out and you're just like, Oh, that was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just had one of those like a couple weeks ago, uh somebody had noticed like a, a flip in a flip in lyrics that literally I've never I've never had anybody else point out. And you know, I would absolutely be lying if I didn't say I walked out and I had like a huge smile on my face because oh, sure. just because I was like, oh man, somebody actually somebody actually cared enough to to pick that up. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: The the one thing to like kind of take away from all of that is that it's really easy, you know, if people – obviously, a, a lot of people aren't just going to always tell you. Right. Like, hey, I noticed something. They might be kind of weird about it, you know. So chances are if one person noticed that, there's a couple other people that have noticed it too, but they're just never going to say anything. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same thing with, like, getting sucked into social media and all these things. Like, uh, nobody liked my thing. That doesn't mean nobody saw it. Yeah. People probably saw it. They're just kind of doing other shit. There's always like more people aware of and paying attention to what you're doing than you realize. Oh, for sure. So it's kind of a something that I try to keep in the back of my head to like keep me leveled because sometimes you know if there isn't like a lot of like traction that you can see. It's real easy to be like, oh, nothing's fucking happening with the band. Yeah. But that's not necessarily true. Yeah. It's gotta, I think if you just keep, if you stay persistent and you keep, just keep at it, keep doing stuff, then people are going to notice it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with all this. I'm just kind of rambling. No, that's, talking. I mean,
1: you're, you're pointing out, you're pointing out a really good, a really good, uh a really good mindset for it, I think because it's easy i mean it really is to to get to a point where you're like oh man like same thing that you were saying like nobody's really nobody's really seeming like they're they're paying attention to this or you know i'm not sure if it's something that anyone really is caring about and that's like we we grasped with that for a long time well i grasped with that for a long time like okay when i put new amplifier stuff out is anyone going to remember us and is anyone going to even care you know what i mean yeah um and that was something that yeah i I had deep concerns about and it has been an unbelievable an unbelievable thing to to have everybody be as excited about the 31st as they are just because we haven't we haven't played in in pittsburgh like a big show for quite some time that was ours we've had a, a couple of small ones here and there just like Opening slots, support slots, um, yeah. and they were all really great shows, but it wasn't something that we were like, Hey, this is, this is us making, making a full, a full return to the mm-hmm. scene, if you will. Like, if, And, uh, you know, you do, you have that, you have that reservation of, man, I, I don't know if anyone's actually going to care and for everyone to come out and care and show that they care and be like, we're really excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and have it be across like the spectrum of a lot of different, a lot of different bands and a lot of different genres and a lot of different people. That's a, that's a really good feeling. Like you're not as far out as you think you are. Absolutely. So I don't know if that if that ties in with what you were talking about or or, oh, yeah. or not, but yeah, that's. There are always people out there that are willing to listen if you're willing to put things out.
0: Mm-hmm. And everybody. You know, two just kind of has their own thing going on. Sure. Always try to like, anytime I have this conversation with people and they're kind of coming at me with that, like, I don't know if anybody's going to listen or care. I'm always kind of like, well, like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, we're just a band from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Make some music. Be cool to people. Be nice. Play shows.
1: Yeah. Ground yourself. You can get,
0: you know, other people have other shit going on. I'm lucky if I remember to shower once a week. <laughs> like, I just I just have so much shit going on. I get distracted. Oh, yeah. I forget things, you know? So it's just, like, do you think, like, everybody else in the world is, like, only thinking about your band? Yeah. If they're not thinking about your band, like, like, there's so much music that I love. It doesn't mean, like, but I don't listen to. Like, I don't remember the last time I listened to an Iron Maiden record. Yeah. But I fucking love Iron Maiden.
1: And I bet the last time you listened to an Iron Maiden record, the very first thing you didn't think to do was go on. To their Facebook page and be like, "I'm listening to your record right now. It's great. Exactly. I'm going to tell you every single time I listen to it. Exactly. Like, it's exactly. happening without you knowing it. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: you need to consider as a musician out there, maybe listening to this, feeling like I'm you're being attacked right now by me. The world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. You know.
1: Enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Because. There are always going to be people out there that are listening to it, regardless if they're telling you on Instagram or on Facebook or totally. on Twitter totally. or, you know, just because just because you see other bands doing reviews and interviews and things like that, that is not necessarily to say that you can't do that or yeah. that's not a dig at how good of a, of a musician that you are or how good your band is. If or, you,
0: I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, like getting into all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, if you want, I mean, sometimes that kind of shit just happens. But a lot of the times it's like you got to
1: got to go out and get it network. Yeah.
0: Shake hands. Meet people. It's. you know.
1: Yeah. The not. whole
0: it's the whole like it's who, you know, type thing. It's so fucking true. So that's why I say just like. Play shows, go to shows you're not playing. Be nice to people.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's 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 actually one of the be, big ones. You don't even
0: have to be good. If you're just nice to people when you're always around, yeah. you'll get opportunities. It's super simple. Yeah. But a lot of people are just grumpy and then don't go out and <laughs> right? then complain when they don't get opportunities. Well, it's like, well, you're miserable to be around when you are around because you never fucking come out. Yeah. I don't want to be
1: around you. I'll, I'll be the first <laughs> to say I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of of not always is not always coming out. Well, you know?
0: I am too. I mean, we all are. And also as being artists who, you know, we can, we control freak over so much of our process. You have to spend that time inside. You can't be two places at once. Yeah. Unfortunately. but you know, there's that balance and you got to find it. And if you want to be, I think the ultimate point is like, if you want to be doing that sort of like, I oh, will just, we'll call it the next level. Right. You have to go out for it because nobody's just going to come knock on your door or post on your Facebook wall like, you guys are great. I'm going to sign you.
1: Yeah. The days of the days of the the roving AR rep are long <laughs> gone. Oh, Totally. You know, Tom Hanks is not going to is not going to approach you because of uh, because of the one the one single you did in a church. Oh, yeah. As cool as that concept may be that is a tale of warning everybody <laughs> well
0: do you have a timeline right now on new amplifier stuff or is it just kind of like a you're still uh, solidifying some things
1: I really really want to have have it all done by the end of the year okay and I said that at the end of last year too I was I, I really was trying to get it out by the end of 2016
0: well, what's what's the hurdles like what's what's kind of in the way?
1: Uh, just honestly, just cutting out the time to do it Um, yeah, in, in between everything else. And I'm a lot more settled than I was a year ago, Um, you know, between not just musically, but I mean, like my my life in general, like mm-hmm. my wife and I, my wife and I are not having to to do the thing of running around and getting a lot of things that we, you know, don't have because we literally when we were, when we got married, like it was ground up so hey we want to make uh we want to make something that involves a blender shit we don't have a blender we should probably get a blender that sort of stuff you know yeah wow we bought two couches off a of craigslist and then cleaned them thoroughly because they were off a of craigslist but the springs are starting to poke us in the ass so we should probably get a new couch you know it's just it's normal adult things yeah and you try to you, you try to get past all that stuff because like you said there's only 24 hours in a day and that stuff takes time to do um now that you know we're we're like adulting as well as we can as i as i give brian like a big thumbs up because (laughs) i'm very proud of myself for, for adulting yeah um we 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 got like everything sorted out with the lineup um we had a solid lineup last year and unfortunately well it's not really unfortunate because uh our, our one guitarist ended up having to leave the band but that was because he was provided with a uh, or provided a really good uh employment opportunity elsewhere that took him out to LA so uh going through that whole process you know you have to find somebody and get them get them up to speed and everything like that that was uh you know that was something that we had all we had all thought about and you got to you got to make sure that you make the right decision not only as as a bandmate, but just as a, as a person. Like, yeah,
0: make sure somebody that's going to be around is like an okay human being to it, be
1: around. Exactly, yeah. I mean, there's there's been plenty of times where you hear the horror stories of, you know, this guy is an incredible guitarist, or this guy is an incredible bassist, you know, so on and so forth, but they're just a shit human being, and it's just, <laughs> Yeah. I, I can't do that, man. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, it was like kind of the perfect the perfect storm, because um old friend of ours... Used to play in a Pittsburgh band. Hadn't played music in a couple of years. Uh, Ended up being our new guitarist, who is Dean Steiner. He used to play in Music from Another Room. Uh, I know that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. That guy. I know you, motherfucker. You listening? I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, No. Yeah. So you know, we we had talked about it, and Dean was just sort of like, "Man, I really miss playing music," and and he was just like, "All right, you know what." If you guys are willing to give me the shot, I'll go out and I'll basically rebuild the rig and from the ground up, get, get back into it. And he did that. And so we, we took a a good chunk of time just to make sure that he was comfortable and everybody else was comfortable. And I mean, everybody, everybody is like, we hang out all the time. That's good. Like after, after important. Oh, for sure. Like after we finish this up here, like we're having a taco night and if you're not doing anything you can come to taco night. If that's you, fucking awesome. Yeah.
0: I don't I I do have things I need to do <laughs> unfortunately. But oh. I do like tacos there's, too. There's there's
1: so. plenty plenty of taco nights to come. That's for okay, sure. Okay, yeah,
0: I'll I'll take I'll take you up on a future taco night. Please.
1: Sure. Please. Yeah, taco nights and beers and it's it's always it's always a good time. You know, like we we always just randomly throw throw things. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but it's always it's always the core group and um yeah, we just genuinely like to hang out with each other. Cool. So it's you know all the all the band members are like that, and we can crack jokes, and no one gets offended and you know, like yeah, storms yeah. off anything like that. Yeah, it's just it's genuine good human beings. So like when when I brought back Amplifiers, I was like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Um, I don't I don't want to be at odds with anybody. I don't want anyone to feel like you don't they're... have the time for it. No, no, and and you know. It should be it should be your friends first your bandmates second totally and that was that was the concept it's like if we can't you know if you don't think that we can be friends outside of being in a band then we probably shouldn't be in a band together yeah and everybody just everybody just gets along so well mm-hmm. so we don't want to kill each other when we go out for you know for tours and stuff like that but that that was the big thing just getting getting up to speed with the new guitarist and now it's like okay all systems go let's let's do it so awesome. we're shooting for uh, well guys if you're listening i'm sorry this is this is what we're going for um <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go for <laughs> the yeah. end the end of the year that's, is, what we're doing. that's it that's it put the foot down so end of the year is what we're gonna what we're gonna shoot for for like at least having the the, the track listing done and pre production, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then we can figure out if we're gonna do it ourselves. Cause uh John, or one of our other guitarists who we poached from Atlas. I'm just I'm just terrible now. I just steal from other bands. <laughs> um he he's he's in a like a, a collaborative effort uh of a studio called Ice House Recordings in, okay. in Lawrenceville. So um, you know, we did we did the first the first two songs, one of which is a single that we're going to release soon uh, there. And it came out really, really well. It, it just sounds fantastic. So cool. Um, so you have like new
0: material like recorded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have two singles recorded uh, that cool. will that'll be on the new record. It's just
0: you want to get some again, like
1: you just want to line up,
0: new sounds, we're absolutely gonna be playing shows. You don't want to be like, hey, we haven't played a show in, you know, a few years. Here's some songs from four years ago.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so you want to
0: show some sort of like <laughs> a receipt a receipt of growth. Yeah. And uh what you've been up to for sure.
1: This is this is the I promise I haven't been sitting on my ass for 4 <laughs> years doing nothing song.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. So
0: one is one do you have any like dates for those coming out? You just said soon.
1: Soon. Yeah. Okay. Um we we're we're just discussing with a couple of folks that might want to that might want to like, you know, Put it out there and say, hey, you know, this is these guys and they're doing this thing. Cool. Yeah. So we're, we're doing that whole thing right now. And uh, it's been done for a while. We're really pleased with it. Uh It's just finding the opportune time to do it. So hopefully very soon for the one. It's called Malcontent. And uh, yeah, we're, we're all really proud of it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, keep an eye out or an ear out for that shit. Where can they find amplifiers?
1: Yeah. Uh, all the all the major social media sources. I mean, there's face- like a
0: period or something on it. Is it? Do you still do that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was it's like amplifiers. Period. Yeah, I was. I Just want to make sure that people know what they're looking for.
1: Yeah, it's still. I, I think it's it's kind of weird because it's like a little bit different throughout the, uh, throughout the internet universe now. Different. Okay. I yeah, I, I think if you if you like look for us on Facebook, it has the period. It's like no no uppercase or capitalized. You know, yeah. for, for actual terminology, capitalized A. It's just Amplifiers, yeah. lowercase with a period after it. Uh-huh. Um yeah, we, we have YouTube channel or a YouTube channel, if so I don't sound like I'm speaking like another language and doing it. We early. have YouTube channel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I suddenly became uh became somebody that spoke Russian as a uh, <laughs> as a primary language. Yeah. We have YouTube channel. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we have a YouTube channel, we have, you know, Bandcamp, uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, we are trying to be much better with actually actually posting on that stuff now. Uh God. And if if you want to hit all of them at the same time, you can just go to www.amplifiersband.com.
0: That's the money shot.
1: That that one right there. It's got it's got <laughs> it's got uh, little clickies all over it that'll send you anywhere you want to go. Uh, including to uh, a teaser of the new song if you want to check that nice. out. Nice.
0: And March thirty first.
1: March thirty first is JJE. Yeah. Ten bucks uh pre sale with no uh no sorts of surcharges or fees if you go through one of the bands and if you go through one of the bands that directly uh benefits them. So yeah. Definitely check that out. Uh twelve dollars at the door.
0: Cool sounds fantastic awesome. i unfortunately won't be there because i'm playing in ohio that day that's okay
1: but, but i want to be there oh we're gonna there's there's plenty of opportunity to come where we'll play with you know gray walker or we'll play yeah. with uh sykes and the new violence like
0: it'll happen we'll we'll make it happen oh, we're gonna set it up for sure
1: oh we absolutely will yeah another diverse lineup man it's mm-hmm. the way it ought to be yep cool and uh so yeah we're done awesome thanks for having me man thanks for coming over absolutely
0: And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Sai is a great person to talk to. Amplifiers is a really good band. I'm really, really excited to hear their new stuff. Bummed that I won't be able to play with them on the 31st. Gray Walker is going to be at Skatopia in Ohio, though. That's also cool. So can't be too bummed. We'll be catching up with amplifiers again sometime soon, so be sure to check out their social media that Sai had mentioned, and if you're going to be in Pittsburgh on March 31st, stop by Stage A.E. for the show. Sounds like it's a really great lineup. And again, if you're going to be in Pittsburgh this weekend, Saturday, March 25th, I will be... At the Pittsburgh Retro Gaming Convention. Alongside the grown up human comic people. Doing a live podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah. That's all I have to say for now. I'll be back again next week. With another new episode. Same time. Same place. Same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2017. Woo. Woo.